Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get that podcast Mean and angry. Hear that co-host shouting. It's Dana and Jay. All right, welcome to the latest edition of Hear That Podcast. Growlin' Pointer Jr. of The Athletic here with you. Special episode here for you today as we continue preview week here with the opener on Sunday. Bengals-Steelers, 1 o'clock at Paycor Stadium. Had the opportunity to talk to Caroline and Elizabeth Blackburn. They're the daughters of Katie and Troy Blackburn, granddaughters of Mike Brown. And, uh, you know, they've been very prominent here in in ownership and uh, uh, during a very, very active period uh, for the front office and, and the business side of things over the last couple of years as they've rejoined the organization. Elizabeth, Director of Strategy Engagement. Caroline, the Senior Manager of Digital Strategy. Um, this was really a great opportunity to talk with them about everything that has gone on. I know it's been about about a year and a half since we last spoke with Elizabeth, and she talked about uh, her vision for what things can look like and trying to set up a foundation so when the team takes off, uh, they'll be prepared for the moment. And and boy, have they been as the team took off, as you know, we've never quite seen a brand renaissance like what the Bengals have churned out uh, over the last year. And this was a great opportunity to talk with them about that, whether we're talking about the new stadium stuff, they had a lot of really interesting things to say about that as they're very much on the forefront of what that's going to look like. The indoor practice facility, all the sponsorships they've been selling, taking the name Paul Brown off the stadium. Uh, it really, and then, But really some of my favorite parts of this is them talking about experiencing last season and, and watching their vision kind of become a reality and where they watched some of the games was pretty fascinating. And the stories of them talking about watching some of the playoff games and seeing Mike Brown's reaction, their parents' reaction, the moments that resonate most most with them. Uh, it was a, really a great conversation to have with um, two incredibly bright young women at the center of the Bengals front office. So without further ado, I want to bring you this interview. Here is my chat with Caroline and Elizabeth Blackburn. Uh, well, first of all, I want to thank you guys uh, for coming on and joining me, Caroline Elizabeth Blackburn, uh, hopping on. And, you know, I have it, it was four, 14 months ago, Elizabeth, where we sat here and we talked about the vision uh, for what things could look like around here. And you spilled all the ideas and said, I've got a lot of good ideas and I feel like this stuff. And you guys have kind of plotted this path. And here we are. It's it's unbelievable. Is it as surreal to you two uh, sitting here, look talking about a vision and seeing last year bring so much of it to life as it is for Bengals fans? I don't think it's surreal, but we were on the inside, right? So we like had the vision, and I feel like every waking hour was taking action to make that vision come true. The piece that's 
humbling and extremely exciting from my perspective is where it played out more than, you know, I could have ever expected. And seeing just orange and black everywhere around town and the who days that you get passing people and all the buildings that lit up orange and the fans who painted their homes orange and black <laughs> in the run up to the Super Bowl in February. Like that's the stuff that blows my mind and makes me just so happy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Caroline, for oh. you too. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Elizabeth's right. Not that it's surreal because we always believed we'd get here. We had confidence that we would. We, we really and truly deep down in our hearts believed it. But it's it's fun when it happens. And it's so nice to see the entire community come together and, and support the team the way they did. Like Elizabeth said, I think going to Kroger the day after we won that first playoff game was maybe the happiest moment for me because you looked around and every single person, every single person, like cashiers, any person there was wearing some kind of Bengals gear. And I think that's that's what sports are about. That's what we're hoping to instill here in this community. And it was so awesome to see it happen last year. And, and I think the support that we've felt this offseason has been unmatched. And I know we're just excited to hopefully get the season starting and, and rolling in the way we're hoping and get that going again. Caroline, I'm glad you mentioned going to Kroger. Uh, <laughs> no, for for one reason, in that I was curious, like you came back here, but I don't know how much people know you like would recognize you in a Kroger on the day after the playoff or no, mm -hmm. realize that you were watching that, like, or were you kind of like a secret shopper dropping in? Because you know, you came back, you've been here for uh, what, a year, about a year, year now, a, a little more, so. year and a half. Yep. About, uh, and and you're you know senior manager digital strategy. Um, you were at Petco, Walmart, right? Um, mm -hmm. So you've kind of been in different places in the corporate world. Coming back here, I, I you know how much do, do you feel like people did they recognize you? Like, where did you feel like they knew? Like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, you know that there's there's one of the Blackburn girls there. My family's favorite uh, hidden secret is that I am just actually Elizabeth Blackburn's body double. And so I walk around and people stop me. Oh my gosh, Elizabeth Blackburn. And we've decided it's easiest just for me to say yes. And it's, it's hilarious to me. And so I would say I have remained somewhat under the radar, but it's hilarious because if I'm walking around on game day and I have like a hat and sunglasses on, I get a lot of, oh my gosh, Elizabeth Blackburn. Um, and so I've taken some photos. I apologize to anyone who's gotten a photo with the not real Elizabeth Blackburn. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually twice as expensive. Not a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that, is there a, you know, I, I actually have a bunch of things I want to get to at the end for a sibling rivalry, but if element, <laughs> if there is one between you two, but like, ha has there always, has there always been sort of a, uh, you know, a bit of a sibling or is there a, com is there a competitive nature between the two of you guys? I would say incredibly competitive, but luckily most of our lives, we've gotten to be each other's partners rather than kind of dueling against each other. So we grew up playing sports together. We were tennis partners and I would say that's kind of the two of us against anyone else is more how we viewed it from a competitive standpoint yeah. rather than against each other. Teammates, <laughs> teammates yeah. to the death. Now, how, did you recruit to bring Caroline back here, Elizabeth? I mean, I know because you were you had come back first. Did you put the call in when you were going back? Say, by the way, you're following me, or how did that I all go down? Recruiting. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> a more a more um, 
you know, play it cool recruiting strategy where I would just call Caroline all the time and like ask for her input. Like, hey, we're, we're doing this for new uniforms and kind of, you know, left the breadcrumbs, made her still feel very connected to the team. But I was very cognizant of not asking her to come back because I came back on my own timing. My family was very intentional about never putting pressure on either of us to come back. And so I wanted to pay that forward as best I could. But after what, a little over a year of me being back with the team, I really felt some additional need in the digital space. And we, we literally had posted a job. We'd posted the senior manager of digital role. And I was calling Caroline. I was actually getting her advice on reviewing resumes and interview tactics. And at a certain point, it was kind of like, okay, like we really need this. You would be really good at it. <laughs> and Caroline can fill in the rest on how she ultimately made that decision. But I am very happy that she did because she's come back and absolutely crushed everything she touches. She didn't make it easy to not come back. I'll say I was <laughs> watching all of the incredible things that she was doing. And when I, from afar, was watching the new uniform launch and, and all of that, it was um, it was pretty clear to me that I was getting very jealous that I wasn't there to be a part of all of it and was probably wasting way too much of Elizabeth's time on phone calls, trying to be filled in on all the fun things happening. So it, it worked out, like Elizabeth said, very well. It was an opportunity I was excited to come back for. And it's been uh, a nonstop whirlwind for the last year and a half. <laughs> there, yeah, there, there is no doubt inside of that building. Uh, with this, here's the, So what is your primary focus right now, just to kind of get people abreast on the kind of your role, Carol? I mean, where, where are you mostly focused in right now? So I do focus a lot on the digital space. So if you think like website, app, digital ticket sales, um, but I would say my Title's probably a little confusing because I also do a lot of stuff outside of the digital space. So, so right now it's probably 50-50 split with a digital focus and then kind of, I don't know if it's fair to say specialty projects or, or kind of liken it to that. Um, but I, I'd say I spend my time in both of those spaces. Yeah. Um, he, so here, here's what I want to pose to you guys. I walk through the Kettering Health practice fields near the Allegiant Gate of Paycor Stadium, and I see signs for season ticket waiting lists and try to wrap my brain around all of it. I mean, does it is does that has that aspect felt normal to you the way things have blown up in that from the business side of things as this has gone on, or is there still a do you still have some look around at moments and say, man, I can't, I can't believe that it's changed to look like this so quickly. I'll jump in. I, I think it's, it's amazing to me when I look at the environment we're currently in versus the environment that I came into a year and a half ago. And I think it is a true testament to how hard every single person that's a part of this organization has worked. I mean, our sponsorship team has kicked butt. You just listed two of the big ones, but they've done so much in the last year our season ticket team in, in our entire ticketing office. I, I mean, it's, it really is unbelievable how much they've been able to accomplish in a year. And it, it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to be a part of. I'm not surprised that we're here, um, but it, it certainly is impressive when you look at how much has happened in, in a short 
really year and a half or so, I guess two years for you, Elizabeth. Do you feel the same way, Elizabeth? Is it, is it, is it, uh, you know, does it feel normal? Does that part feel normal to you? Like this is, was that part of the vision in your eyes or did that just kind of become the evolution of the vision as last year happened? Yeah, it, it was part of the vision, Paul. Um, because at the end of the day, we need to field a competitive football team and we need competitive revenue to support that. So that was in mind and I couldn't be happier or more proud of our team and of our organization for truly capitalizing on the, the past season that we have, that we had, um, and, and all of the excitement and the great game day environment we created to translate that into sales and local revenue to keep our team competitive. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Were you surprised? I mean, I think there were a lot of people that thought Paul Brown Stadium is going to live on that thing forever, right? Were you surprised when when your grandfather, when Mike was gave the okay to that? And, and, and what was it like kind of being in on those conversations? I wasn't surprised because we knew where we were and we knew we had to do better. Um, and we were all, my, my whole family, our leadership team, but my, my family in particular, like there's no high to the name um, if that was ever a limiting factor and we did what we had to do. We know we've got a great team. We've got a lot of really great young players that we very much intend to make Bengals for a very long time. And there's just, a, there's a selflessness. Like this isn't about me. This isn't about Caroline. This isn't about my grandpa. This has always just been about our team. And we you know, that was what was really exciting when I was talking to my family back in end of 2019, early 2020, coming back, like there weren't barriers. There was a very much a camaraderie and a desire to support whatever it would take to win ultimately. Like that it is, we are as team oriented probably as you'll find and very humble. And I, I am really proud of our approach on that. So it was not surprising. It was a great, it was a very rational conversation and process. And I'm really proud of where we are right now. I'll just add, Paul, that I think it really energized our family. I think we love Cincinnati. We really do. We want to be here. We want to have every opportunity to be a winning football team here in Cincinnati. And I think it's a very natural step as a part of that. And I think we were excited to get to do it with local partners. Um, I think that was a big thing that made everyone feel really good about it because not only is it, I mean, it's a, it's a great local Cincinnati company that we hopefully can help support and help them grow too. And so it, it just made a lot of sense. It worked really well. And, and we saw it as taking the right steps forward that hopefully help support a, a franchise here in Cincinnati for a long time. You know, I, I can't imagine how different things you mentioned how different things have been since when you first got there. But I, I can't imagine in the time since last year. What, what's the biggest, I guess, 
from a business operations daily standpoint difference between last year to this year? I mean, how did the season really affect the way that you guys operate? Or maybe it didn't. Maybe you guys are still operating the same way. There's just much more attention and and love for the team at this point. But is, has there been a way that the season has really changed things for you guys from a daily business operations standpoint? Or is that a bad question? It might be a bad question. <laughs> I don't think it's a bad question. I'll, I'll jump in with just my immediate thought. I, I don't think it's changed what day-to-day business has looked like. I think it's just helped you know, a little bit like strike when the iron's hot. And hopefully we're in a situation where we're coming off of Super Bowl run after Super Bowl run, but you obviously can't take that for granted. And being in that position, I think everyone just knew, hey, this is an amazing opportunity that we need to take advantage of. And everyone's been able to do that. And, And we, again, hope that we can continue to do that. But I think that was the kind of energizing factor behind it. Not as, not so much that it's changed any day-to-day business and how that's operated yeah because if you think about it paul if you think about a game most of it's happening already and um it's just a matter of where the sales come from who's in the building and and more broadly as you think about you know our partnership team and 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 kind of the sales arms of the company you're prospecting and selling. I think now you're just in a hot environment, like Caroline said, and fans, the media kind of see very large, obvious results, which is really exciting. And that's like what we want. That's the environment we want to be in. I wouldn't say it's changed our process because since I've been here, the whole goal has been to set up processes that can sustain this. We're just, we got a higher close rate now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that has to be the craziest thing was when you first came here, it was a matter of, right, let's bring, let's, let's convince people of what we can be. And now it's like, how do you pick between all of them to find the perfect partners to work with? Cause there's so many that, I mean, I can't imagine, you know, how, how mind blowing that is for you guys, other than. That's what you hope it will be, but you know, I guess that's it, right? It's the urgency. It's the you you, you gotta you gotta do it now because you're in yeah. such such great position. In that same respect, um, you know, when you when you talk about what's how do you do what's next there? Like what from a from a connecting with the fan standpoint? I mean, you talked about the Taylor Swift concert, right? And I love mm-hmm. that analogy. Uh, you know, as someone who has two young girls who we listen to a whole lot of Taylor Swift in my house, I've been to the Taylor Swift concert. I knew exactly what you're talking about and you said it and the, the, the fever that it, that you can create around a brand. You, you, do you feel like you did that? It seems like you might've done that, right? Do you, do you look at that and say that was, that year was, was it? And how do you jump? How do you build on that? So we, we've talked about this a lot internally over the last six months, because last year we were in an environment where we were changing a lot of stuff in big ways and we found a lot of success. And now this year coming off of a Super Bowl, we were kind of internally balancing we're not changing as much. Oh my gosh, are we doing something wrong? No. The answer for this year is building and building on 
and sustaining success. And it's all about those fine little tweaks on the margin now, right? Like we, we've installed our system. We like our system. It's just about adding those wrinkles to keep innovating. We know like fan expectations just continue to go up, up, up based off of other, even outside of sports trends that big brands, other big consumer companies are doing. And we are never going to settle. That's kind of a core value of our organization, right? Like this is a PB staple. You're always looking forward. You're always innovating. That's what we will continue to do. It's just this year, there are tweaks more on the margin to fine tune rather than anything major or sweeping. But that's great. That's a really good situation to be in. We can keep getting better and starting to master what we're good at. And then we will continue to seek feedback in a number of different ways to hear from tra- hear from fans, monitor trends. You never know what's going to pop up. And we'll, we are so fortunate to be such a small, agile, connected organization. We can move really fast. And that is a competitive advantage for us that I think we've seen and capitalized on over the last two years. And that's something I think we'll continue to do when and wherever it makes sense. I'll just add to the point of building on, I think that that is so core to what our goal is. We want to build lifelong fans. We've gotten such a fun influx of young kids who are new Bengals fans. And I think a big thing Elizabeth and I talk about on a daily basis is how do we, how do we continue to foster their fandom and how do we build that so that in 30 years, they're bringing their kids to Bengals games because that's one of their favorite childhood memories. And I think we're lucky because we're in a position where we're going to get a lot of new faces in our stadium this year. And our goal is to give every single person that comes the best experience and one that they'll want to come back for and one that they'll think of so fondly. And so it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the big new things because I think we do have a lot of new people um, and, and it's building the trust with them that this is a place that they want to be every Sunday. Yeah. The the one other thing that has, that I guess is a change that is still happening is, you know, the, the indoor facilities going up. I mean, you're Elizabeth, you're, you're in, you're in city council meetings, you know, talking about this stuff and things like that. I mean, what, what was that process like? And, and I guess the bigger question is what pushed that over to make it now is the time for that, that, you know, that thing, which is because it's kind of been out there as a thing you could do for a long time. I'll, I'll jump in and let Elizabeth fill in the cracks a little bit, but this has been something that the organization has been talking about and thinking about for a very long time. Yeah. And one thing is we are in the middle of downtown, which is amazing for our game day, but it also means you're a little bit more landlocked and there aren't as many opportunities to build. Guess what? Indoor facilities are really big. They take up a lot of space. <laughs> and so one big factor was, the land and and where that would come from. And in the last year, that was probably the biggest changing factor was that we got our hands on land where a facility could fit. So that was one of them. And then I'll also add the NFL obviously changed their schedule last season and pushed everything a week later. And we knew and felt like we were going into an environment where we we were going to be playing deep into January and February. And so that was another reason it was kind of heightened, uh, heightened within, you know, within what we were trying to accomplish. 
And then I, I would say those were just two driving factors that give us the opportunity to explore it and really finally get it over that hump. Like you said, it had been talked about for a very long time, but we were excited with the speed with which we were able to do this. Again, we have amazing partners with JDL Warm, a local company, and they truly, I think we told them in March, hey, you think you could have it ready in November? And they said, sure. <laughs> and we're still on pace to do that, which is amazing. Uh, it's it's a huge feat. And to be able to have it this season, we wanted something that would immediately impact the organization. And so we went with this option because it, it would happen quickly. It would happen closely to the stadium. and We thought it would really help our facility as a whole and improve the facilities we have for our players. So I wouldn't, it happened, it felt like overnight, but probably with 25 plus years of planning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you talk about, so it's, it's going to be, it's obviously, it's going to be this temporary, I mean, for uh, what, five years, I guess, is, is, is the plan of where the big long picture goes still in motion and flux, or do you feel like you have a good handle on what that's going to be? Yeah, we're. So when this all start, or when we had a lot of these conversations last summer, we were looking at a more permanent facility in that location that's actually a block closer to our stadium. And we we got really excited about those opportunities. And those are still the ones that we kind of have on our long-term uh, roadmap. Again, we just realized that those wouldn't necessarily be ready for the foreseeable future. And so we said, let's not take five years to get something that we really love. Let's Let's do something now. Let's make it work for the next five years and let's continue to work towards that long-term plan. Yeah. Uh, that's great. This is kind of a, a, an odd question. I don't know. Maybe not an odd question, but uh, how involved in the football side of things do you guys want to get? Because you, you are, I mean, first of all, I'm not, this is not me saying you're not, but like the question, like, you know, you, you've obviously, you're out there, you're out of practices. You're, you're in the mix. You, I mean, I, I remember you, you went to Mobile. Like, it's not, it's not like it, it's out of your family's business or, or your purview to be in that mix. But I'm curious, like, because you guys are really stationed a lot on the business side at this point, I mean, how, how much further do you eventually want to get? Or is that just a conversation for another day that's really not even a part of it right now? Or I'm just curious your guys' thoughts on that. I'll, I'll again jump in with my thoughts first. Um, I think I'm, I, love that side of it. And I'm certainly hopeful that my role can continue to grow and get better there. I think when I came back, I knew that my e-commerce experience was not going to help me too much on the football side of things. And so why don't I instead lean into areas where I feel like I can come in and impact the business, um, knowing that hopefully we'll have a long runway here and, and can, can, can continue to learn that side of the business. So that was kind of why when we came in, we focused where we focused. But Elizabeth and I love football. We we love that part of the business. Like Elizabeth mentioned earlier, that's why we're all here. It's what we all care about most. And so I, I think we have high hopes to continue to get more exposure into that side of the business. But ultimately, kind of TBD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, that's, again, it's like, you know, it's the old, where do you want to be in 10 years? I don't know. Alive, right? Like, that's, <laughs> I'm going to start there and worry about the rest of it later. I, 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 um, how, how involved? How involved are you guys in, I guess, really, this is kind of general to the whole family, in 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 the renderings for the new stadium stuff that's out there? I mean, you've just commissioned, right? I mean, they're they're the ones producing these. But input, talking about the possibilities of what that could look like, where's that at with you guys as far as what you're talking about right now and, and where that can, you know, where that process is? I'll take this one. This is um, 
fortunately, that is something Caroline and I have both spent quite a bit of time on, actually. Um, the kind of, if you think about the, the stadium review and planning process overall, we are working closely with Hamilton County on kind of a two-step process. The first part was what we called the assessment, and it took a snapshot of how our stadium is today and what would need to happen to get it up to just kind of NFL average. And then there was there is a second half of the project that kicked off last May-ish and is you know, currently underway. Uh, and that's, that's kind of really future proofing the stadium. What, what changes could and should happen to the stadium to support a great game day experience for our fans for the next 20 plus years. And that, that second part has been where Caroline and I have gotten more involved. Uh, and it, it even started last May with a zoom call just like this with us and the architectural firm Gensler, who uh, two of the architects were on the original stadium project. They worked with our dad. Uh, and, and that was and is something that has been really fun. You know, we, we really treat it very seriously because it is a core element of, of our future here in Cincinnati. And and a major connection point with our fans. So we're pretty involved. We kind of, I would say, if I had to sum up our vision for that, it's to deliver an authentically Cincinnati game day experience that is not just the best for our local fans, but provides a game day experience that people out of town want to travel for because it is, that great and high energy and fun and really shows off our team, the history of football in Cincinnati and in the region, as well as shows off Cincinnati and, and even our region, like how much the Midwest has to offer. So we're, we're kind of working off of that and we'll see where it goes over the next several months. We laugh because it, it's so hard to know exactly what the fans are looking for. And, and we try to be so fan centric with all of this. And so when it all got, you know, shared around on social, we were sending each other back and forth the different tweets of like, who knew the nightclub was really what people were going to get? Like, so it's kind of funny in, in seeing it, what people are excited about and what people aren't excited about. And it, it'll go through many iterations. But I think to Elizabeth's point, our goal is to continue to have the fans kind of as the, the focal point with this future idea of what the stadium could be and what the game day could look like. And it's been really a, a fun project to get to work on. And I think there's a lot of work still to be done before we get anywhere close to finalizing it. But it really has been a fun one. All right, let's just take a quick break. How creative, you know, do you get? I mean, with uh, I can't only imagine the idea of I mean, you, when you start talking about stadiums in the future, like you could think of anything. Like what what is what are those bra are there brainstorming sessions where you say is that something that we can even do? I mean, I'm just what I, I can only imagine what it's like to be on the ground floor of talking about, you know, things you can do with a stadium that's going to future proof, right? I mean, it just seems like so daunting. 
Well, that's where Gensler has come in and is has been tremendous because they're the leading architectural firm with a humongous sports practice globally. So they've really helped shed light into what new new stadiums and current renovations are doing because it achieves and resonates with certain fans. And then we do get to have some pretty crazy brainstorms. And I would say the one way to just keep it somewhat actionable and prioritized is thinking about who the fans are that we were trying to get into the building. And that has forced us to push the envelope because we obviously want a stadium that meets the needs of our current fans. But you do have to think outside of the box and think about who might not be coming to the stadium right now that we want to invite into the stadium and what would be an experience that would get them in the door. So that's kind of, there's a lot of really good information from Gensler that's helping us with active trends of things that are feasible and actively being done. And then it's kind of on us to push the boundaries and ensure we're solving for all of our customers and creating an open, accessible, inviting game day experience for everybody. How, um, you know, the stadium has been a divisive topic in this city uh, going back to when the first one was made. You know, whichever side you end up on that that argument, it's certainly one that people have, have had. How do you, I don't know if it's a PR standpoint, but how do you, from an organizational standpoint, approach saying how to, to make the mistakes, avoid mistakes of where it becomes a divisive issue? Or is that just an impossibility with something that is this public and this expensive and this scene you know what i mean how how do you how do you approach that of taking on this topic and and trying to do it in a way that everybody can kind of get behind because that's hard to do i mean we can't get our society to agree on anything ever uh much less something like this which in cincinnati has been man in every bar in the city somebody has had something to say probably on both sides of the aisle on that conversation i think one thing that helps is we're really lucky We have a 20-plus-year-old stadium that is in phenomenal shape, that looks really good, and that will work into the future. A lot of other teams that have 20-year-old stadiums are looking at rebuilding it completely because what they built then wasn't going to work now. And I, I think regardless of what happened in the past, what we have right now is a beautiful stadium that we can build onto instead of having to completely knock down and redo. And and I think that will help a lot of the conversations because we've taken phenomenal care of the building and a lot of other people, I I look out because that's where the stadium is right there. (laughs) Um, But a a lot of other teams aren't in the same situation where they have a 20 year old stadium that they can continue to work with. And so I, I think it really is a tribute to everyone who took good care of it and who built this in such a good way where it gives us the opportunity to keep working with it instead of scratching it because it's a lot more expensive to build a brand new stadium than it is to renovate one and add on to it. Um, I want to have a little bit fun before, before we wrap it up here with you. Um, uh, outside of, I know you guys have fun talking about, you know, what's new for the season. I know everybody knows how excited everybody is to, to enter, you know, the, the AFC title defense. I know you guys are one thing I want to say, what was it like, watching your family watch the playoff run last year were there moments that you remember specifically whether it was with 
your grandfather, whether it's with your parents, whether it was something else that you saw along that way with them in particular that that stand out that still kind of uh, gets you a little emotional when you think about it now? Literally hearing you ask the question brought tears to my eyes. I'm not even kidding. Um, and I just had like a hundred flashbacks during the course of you asking that question. We we actually had a, a bit of, I don't know, I think a kind of interesting experience going through the playoffs in that we, Caroline and I watched all the games together, but we watched with, with different groups from different places. So for the Raiders home game, we watched from the canopy in the crowd. Really? Mm-hmm. You just sat up in the seats. Mm-hmm. Did, did people realize that they were sitting next to you? Nope. No. <laughs> How? Well, why did you choose we to do that? I'm just curious. <laughs> why, why do that rather than, than go in the suite or something? We, we bought season tickets in the canopy last year to ensure that the game day experience was what we were <laughs> hoping for. Yeah. And we would invite friends throughout the, the year. And I think that that's a really important element that it's like, yeah, we are our own customer and we're going to stand by it and make sure that we're not just telling you what to think, but we experienced it with you and alongside you. And uh, so we watched the Raiders game from the canopy and literally might have been the last people to leave. We were dancing up and down the row, like <laughs> crying. It, it was amazing like that. And all the stories I've heard afterwards from every single person has like an unforgettable story from that game. And it just touches my heart. The Tennessee game we watched uh, with all of our scouts in Tennessee. And that was amazing. And then the AFC championship game, that was the first time Caroline and I watched with our family because mm. we were bouncing around. So all year, that was the first game all year you did. Cause you were, you guys were no, out. We, we had a couple that we would like, we would rotate kind of in and out of this okay. throughout the year at some home games. Um, it was definitely our first game though with our grandpa and our, like all of our family was in one box together right next to the chief Spanish radio broadcast. And, uh, I just remember hugging my mom at the end of that game. Like, and then um, the Super Bowl, we were with our family as well. So every game was different. Uh, gosh, they're just such special memories. Yeah, Paul, I'll just add for me, it was the most affirming thing of why, like, coming back and getting to be there and experience that season with my family and watching my grandpa when we won those games was the moment that I've wanted my entire life. And like, no one cares about this team. Like Elizabeth and I care about this team a ton. No one cares about this team more than him. And getting to see how much it meant to him was truly one of the most special moments I'll probably get to take from anything football related ever. How could you tell how much it meant to him other than him saying it? I mean, did you see some, was it something that he did or said that he doesn't usually, or, or was there any, anything in that respect that it made it obvious to you? Like, wow, this, this is really affecting him. Elizabeth, do you have a good answer for that? He, Cause I would he, say he doesn't say anything. And, <laughs> and it was like the most classic, my grandpa, like he might've said like three words of hmm. like, gosh, 
this is amazing. And he wouldn't even say amazing, right? Like yeah. I, I can't I even the words that I had where he said it's pretty good. And like <laughs> that sounds so silly, but like for him, that means so much. You and can I, see I think it on his face. Yeah. Like yeah. there is it, like it, a there's like a youthful purity to how deeply moved he was at the end of that AFC championship game. Like it was you could just hell he didn't need to say it yeah yeah you had to know right it, it's pretty good is is, is uh is, is as strong as <laughs> i love that it's as strong as it's gonna get uh that's really cool thank you guys for sharing those stories because i i, I can i just you know i just think about you guys coming back and it's why you do right i mean it, you come back because you want to experience that and you you know how special it can be and even though and man i know for fans that listen to this and that i've heard from uh, there was nothing quite as special as 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 last year was. All right, here's I've got some uh, I got some sibling rivalry, most likely game here for you to to wrap us up lightly. Uh, who's who's most likely between the two of you to do those things? I know you said uh, it's you guys have been teammates, so I I, I you know I know it's not going to be you know uh, a lot of uh, high end competitive rivalry here, but who is most likely to make a joke at your dad's expense? Probably me. Yeah. <laughs> Depends on the day. Right. Both? Is that a, is that a both? Yes. And yeah. my mom? Yes. <laughs> like all three of us? <laughs> you ganging up. Don't gang secret up. Secret answer three is my mom, and I think that's the right answer. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, who was most likely to throw the party when they were away in high school? Elizabeth? No, we're really, we're really not. We didn't, cool. we didn't throw the parties. Yeah. No, you weren't. You, no, I'm mean, if they left. Who would try to drive? No one's going to drive that ship. See, why? Well, I, I, it has always been said in my house that we have zero question that uh, my oldest daughter will be the one to say these were the rules. We are not supposed to break them, and my youngest daughter will definitely call every friend she has to come over. I was definitely a bad older sister. Like I should have broken more rules to pave the way. For Caroline, better than I did, and that's a regret that I still. That's great. Um, who's most likely to buy a house right next door to your parents? I'm gonna say Elizabeth. Yeah, why is that? I, were you gonna say? Gonna, I thought you were gonna say buy a house next to each other. No, no, actually, no. That's not as that's that. No, that's a different. It's a whole different conversation. Okay. This is this is this is willing that's to go. Everybody loves Raymond style, right next door, and. <laughs> Well, here's what would happen. Elizabeth would buy a house next to my parents, and then I would inevitably come in and buy the house next to Elizabeth. So that would be uh, the order of operations there. Take over, take over the street. I love that. <laughs> um, who is most likely to pass on the $150 bottle of wine and just say, just give me the house, please? Both of oh, us. You're both. Sure. You're no, both. No. Just give me the house, <laughs> girls. For okay. sure. <laughs> house easy. Wine. That's easy. House wine all the way. I'm about well, second. I like, you'll see, learn about my the second most ex- or second cheapest. The second, the second, like if you're in the if you're in Kroger, right? Like, mm-hmm. give me the second level up. I don't want to go to the very bottom. Like, I've drank enough of that that I just need I, just a little, just a touch more second level up. That's that's to me. That's where that's a good sweet spot. 
well, I used to do that, but then I learned working in the grocery world that they've gotten onto us and they now know that the second <laughs> cheapest bottle is actually the one they want you to buy. It has the highest margin. So now I'm in my own head about it all. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> that is some, that is deep in the weeds right there. That is deep in the weeds. Uh, who's most likely to cheat at Monopoly or whatever your board game of choice was as kids? I don't know what you guys played if you were Monopoly. Guys. We're real rule followers. Yeah. Oh, integrity so no high. High integrity, <laughs> no cheating. We will get on you if you cheat. We would, yeah, we'll win it fair and square. We might be there all night, but we're, <laughs> we're not taking the shortcut. <laughs> all right, I'll wrap it up. Who's most likely to run up and hug Joe Burrow on stage if you win the Super Bowl? I'll give that one to Elizabeth. She's the hugger. You're the hugger. <laughs> <laughs> he would hate that, though. Like that. That's the point of the question, Elizabeth. He would hate it. Yes, absolutely. He would hate it. Who, one, one of you I would not really be able to control hugs. it. I mean, I, I'll take that for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I think, don't know if I would hug Joe. I think he would like, I, I don't think he would like that, but hug. You could hug Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon would give you a Joe Mixon, Mixon would give you a hug, Sam yeah. Hubbard. Yes. Well, I will say I do think if you win the Super Bowl, all rules are off. You're allowed to do, you know, what, whatever. Hugs, hugs. I think Burrow will be open for whatever hugs. Hugs means all he's around. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you guys have been great for sharing your time. I appreciate it. Congratulations on all the success that you guys have had on and off the field. It's been uh, pretty remarkable to watch. And I know fans are very excited to see what is coming next. And I'm sure you guys are ready to uh, – offer them uh, whatever the surprises are. Are there surprises for Sunday? Should we, or should people be expecting surprises in, in the game day? No? I don't no know what su surprises, just like a lot of really good energy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there will be plenty of that. I mean, with your <laughs> with your sold-out season tickets, uh, there is no doubt that there's going to be plenty of good energy inside Paycor Stadium. I've gotten pretty good of uh, of calling it the right thing lately. Uh, thank you guys so much. I appreciate your time, and I look forward to seeing you around. Paul, thanks okay. to you and to Jay, the athletic staff. You guys have been tremendous, and we really appreciate you covering our team and giving us the time. So, no thank you, and we'll see you around. Yeah, have a good one. Thanks, and who day? Who day? Thank you. Hootay. Hootay.